Welcome to twoquestions.tv. With me today is Dorcas Shang Tozen, and we're talking about staying in love with an entrepreneur. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini Mo. My guest today is Dorcas Chang Tozen, an award-winning writer, a columnist for Inc.com, and the author of this book, Start Love Repeat, How to Stay in Love with Your Entrepreneur in a Crazy Startup World, which we're talking about today. Hi, Dorcas. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Susan. I'm so glad to be here. The show is very much a, here's what you're getting into if you get involved with an entrepreneur. And I wish my husband had gotten this book before we got married. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Is this the book that you wish someone had given you when you met Ned? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That is essentially why I wrote the book because I was nine years in. So we've been married 12 years now, but I was nine years in and I was still struggling. He started his startup just a couple years after we married. And I didn't understand why it was so hard and why it continued yeah. to be so hard for so many years. And they, the challenges felt a little bit unique in that, uh, you know, people who aren't in that world, who aren't running their own business, had a hard time understanding why my husband was always gone, why he wasn't available, why he was constantly distracted, why we were having so many struggles and yeah. conflicts over time and money and where we were living. Um, and so I went looking looking for help and I could find very, very little um, in terms of resources being written for the spouses and family members of entrepreneurs. And so then I was like, well, I'm a writer. I might as well write the book myself. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yay for us writers. Yay! (laughs) Well, you know, I I thought it was so interesting because I I do think that um, there are peculiarities. There's no question when you're married to someone who is an entrepreneur or who owns their own business, there are peculiarities to us. And I think, you know, my husband and I really also had no resources to negotiate kind of the, when he, my husband and I had an international courtship, so he didn't even live in America when we were dating. And so when he moved here and we got married, he was a little, I think, surprised at how much I worked. Mm-hmm. And so we had to kind of negotiate some of those tricky, like, listen, I came here to spend time with you and I want to hang out and, you know, like, yeah, but I got to run a business. And so we've had to negotiate those over the years. It's been really interesting. And perhaps if we'd had this book, we would have gotten there a little quicker. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things you talked about is that if you're married to an entrepreneur, you'll do a lot of that life maintenance stuff, paying the bills, shopping for groceries, taking care of kids, maintaining social life, friendships, all these examples that you have throughout the book. Most of them do seem to be things that are peculiar or particular to women who are married to men who are entrepreneurs and perhaps not the other way around so much. Mm -hmm. And and I say that only because of my own experience. Did you find when you talk to women who were or men who were married to women who were entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. did their husbands still do the same amount of the extra emotional labor or does the equation work a little differently with women? Yeah, well, I think in one regard, there are similarities in that regardless of gender, the partner who is not the entrepreneur is Mm -hmm. the one who is just going to have more headspace to think about the health of the relationship, 
how the family's doing, all those little logistics around, you know, like you said, paying bills and doing the groceries. Um, You know, neuroscientists have shown that our brains actually have fairly limited capacity. And so (laughs) most most entrepreneurs, I know they're they're just on overload all the time. Oh, yeah all of the business decisions that they have to make. And it's understandable, but it just doesn't leave a lot of space and um, emotional capacity left to to think about family or how is my spouse doing. And so it does fall upon the other person, whether it is a man or a woman. Um, I I think one interesting difference though, is that studies have shown that women, regardless of what they do, if they're a high powered CEO or an entrepreneur or have some other kind of job, they continue to take on a fairly sizable share of childcare, housework, and and that's the same in the startup world. Um, And uh, there are the occasional cases where, um, where I have come across a man who, you know, took on the almost the entire load of, of parenting and shuttling kids back and forth and doing the housework. And that's wonderful because you see how their wives are able to bloom um, in their careers as a result of getting so much support at home. Um, but I do think that, that that's unusual and, and that yeah. we still have some work to do in terms of you know, wanting to, to get to a point where there's a little bit more parity. Yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I I do think it's so interesting that there are quirks to this unique relationship. And I and I think they're the kind of quirks that if you're hanging out with your girlfriends and they start to, you know, notice that you're doing more of the things around the house or they're noticing that your husband isn't there, it's the kind of thing where they might go, you should leave him or that's not a healthy thing, but they don't understand the dynamics in the entrepreneurial world. Mm -hmm. And so it is so tricky. So I know I've I've technically asked you my two questions, but I'm going bonus (laughs) round on this one. So I I want to give our, our viewers who are married to entrepreneurs and perhaps our viewers who are, are entrepreneurs. I keep saying viewers. I have to remember to also say listeners now, because this is a podcast now, all of our people experiencing the show, um, there are probably some who would like to share this with their spouses. So, um, Maybe someone's watching today or listening today and they're really struggling in their marriage to an entrepreneur. What are some of the most powerful or effective strategies that you might recommend for them to start healing their their relationship? Yeah, well, I I think the hopeful thing that I found in my research for this book is that there are a lot of things that you can do and most of them actually aren't that hard. They, they just require some small behavior changes mm-hmm. and we just need to be committed to actually following through on that and doing it regularly and consistently. And um, so John Gottman is a very well-known marriage researcher. He talks about how couples really only need six hours of quality time together every week in order to have a healthy relationship. And so when you break that down, that's less than an hour a day. Obviously, you know, it's always good to spend time with your (laughs) loved one. Um, But if you only have six hours to give, then then that's okay. And and to just make the most of that time, to have it be face-to-face time when you are talking about things that are really meaningful, when you're checking in with one another, asking how is your day going, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what kind of support do you need? And um, and so, so, 
carving out that time and and really um, protecting that time because I think we let so many things creep in to to the time that we spend with our loved ones now in terms of always checking our phones do, yeah. but you know put the phone in the other room don't try not to think about work and really focus on your partner um, and and that can actually have a really big impact so they have found that if you have one really good interaction with your significant other that the good feelings from that can last yes. a week or you know if you have a great conversation right before you go to bed you're actually going to be sleeping better that night and it will help you to you know have more energy the next day and so the benefits of, of truly trying to connect with one another um, are are huge and, and absolutely worth the effort. Um, another thing that entrepreneurs spouses really struggle with is resentment. Um, because mm. like I said, you know, if your your spouse is never there, if they, they're not there to help around with the kids or with the house, yeah. um, that can be very, very frustrating. And you can feel very lonely in your own relationship, which is tough. Um, and so I would say that you need support, you know, make sure that you have a good support network. Um, if if need be, you know, have a good therapist. I have been to therapy multiple <laughs> times and it has been really, really helpful for me just to have somebody, you know, help me understand, you know, what's normal, what's not, what, you know, is how our relationship is being affected by all these things. Um, and, and then, you know, I think it's really healthy to have a sense of your own identity outside of the relationship. I think that's the case for every relationship. Um, but especially when you're married to an entrepreneur who already has a big thing going on in yeah. their own life, then, um, then you don't want to just sit around you know, waiting for them to pay attention to you. Like you want to go out and live your own life as well. And whether that's a career or volunteer service or hobbies or other activities that you're involved in um, to develop that really robust sense of who you are and what you love to do. I think that will just bring more balance to the relationship so that both of you feel like you are grounded and healthy individuals. And, and then it will make your interactions and your interpersonal dynamics that much more healthy as well. Such great advice. Such great advice. I mean, it's not easy. We're no, not easy people. Not. Fortunately, my husband moved here and we got married 10 years ago, which was eight years into my business. So I had a lot of the things kind of down and, mm -hmm. you know, but, but that's it, still, you know, he did come right before the great recession. So we had some big struggles during that time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, and money, you know, is a huge issue. And especially for entrepreneurs, oh, when yeah. you know, your paycheck is uncertain, you don't know how much it'll be or when it'll come. Yeah, and That's something that you definitely want to work through and, and have very frank conversations about what you, what kind of financial risk you feel comfortable taking as a family. That is a really tricky piece. I mean, especially when something like a recession hits and I mean, we, we did have very frank conversations. Like, do you think it's time for you to get a job, Sue? And, <laughs> and me going, no, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't be put in a cage. But I think, I think, you know, entrepreneurs have that idea. Like, no, I can't be in a cage. And we're not normal people. We're just not. <laughs> right. So you need a guide to be married to us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dorcas, thank you for joining me today. It's been a delight talking with you. Thanks so much for having me, Susan. It's been great.
<laughs> All right, viewers, here's the book. I'm not joking. You do need a guide to be married to one of us. It's insane. We're crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> but we're good people. All right. Here's the book. We're going to have a link down below in the show notes for today to get your copy on Amazon. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo. visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.